blessing and glory and wisdom, thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. I wanted us to take note of this scripture so that whenever we are singing amen and amen, blessings and glory, wisdom, thanksgiving, we don't say belong, be unto our God. So if we want to sing scripture, we sing scripture. Don't you think so? Hallelujah. Because I noticed that most of the time we sing it, belong to our God forever and ever. Amen. Be unto our God. Amen. Thank you very much. Also, I hope that you set off this week with a very committed heart to not only standing in salvation, but also with determination to fear God at any point in time. I trust that this message that God gave us, that personally is very strong in my heart, will be the same for you as well in Jesus' name. Don't ever forget that. That you serve God into everlasting covenant by the fear of him. We were so, it was very clear to us, especially when the closing scripture that we gave, that was read in Amplify, also in New King James, which spoke about, that's Philippians 2.12. Can we have a look at it and we'll quickly come back to Philippians 2.12. There are some of these scriptures that forever you should just let them stay forever because of the impact that it will make in your life. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Praise the Lord. And for those who were not here last Friday, last Sunday, God was very strong personally. I saw God in very strong spirit and I thought I was the only one and I had few people in the course of this week, Monday, Tuesday, telling me that, Pastor, I want to tell you that the word that you spoke on Sunday is not from you. And I said, I know. And I said, one, one of them, I said, if you knew how this message came to me, then you would be convinced more. But you see, it is very easy to obey in the presence of an individual. That Paul said, you have always obeyed me. That is really not, it doesn't give you the full score. When I'm not with you, still obey. Still be obedient to God wherever you find yourself. 
And then he said, not in my absence only, my, my presence only, but much more. When a person fears the Lord, he obeys God even more when there is nobody watching him. That is when a true Christian's life is proven. Hallelujah. Much more. That's when a true, sincere child of God. Christians who nobody knows their pocket, they don't pay, they are tight, they don't fear God. Christians who have shortcut ways. They cook things from themselves and do it. They don't fear God. Honestly, I wish it was a subject we were treating tonight. Because I still have a lot of those from the Holy Spirit. But at the right time, the Lord will help us. Praise the Lord. I just wanted to remind us some of these things that don't come so easily but once in a while when you get it so like that forever hold it there are certain scriptures you should never forget them such as this one you will notice that your salvation will never be complete everlasting covenant will never be established except there has been fear of God added to your salvation Amen tonight we have a very interesting thing to discuss as the Spirit of God will give us grace and that is consistency in faith. We will be looking at three main areas that consistency must be maintained. Hallelujah. Three main areas. None of them should slack. Fanti will say, Three main areas that every child of God, when I study scripture, I observe that consistency as far as the scripture is concerned. Even if it is Jesus who spoke about he never spoke consistency to unbelievers. Consistency was always spoken to people who believe. Hallelujah. Steadfast. Firmness. And so that's what we're going to look at tonight. Consistency in what you believe. Consistency in what you say. Consistency in what you stand for. Hallelujah. These three areas, they should be working together. What you say, what you stand for, and what you believe must be, they must be concise. It, it must be, it can, one cannot be separated from the other. But in our day, Many, many, many millions of people. You know, remember what I told you about the famous preacher man in the fear of God. When God put him aside in the prison. You know, there was something I wanted even to say on that day, on just 
I have observed something which is a very big killer for us in Africa. I notice that sometimes we stop God even when he wants to take a person through a process for him to come to the reality. And I will explain that. Teacher, especially this part of the world, Africa and Ghana, when something happens and somebody had to face the consequences, most of the time, we do everything politically, family-wise, friendship and connections, we do to stop them. That is why corruption can never be cleared off. That pastor that I told you from that country who made a mess and the thing went to court and they put him in prison. It was at the prison that the Lord visited him and when his brother came and said, at what point in time you fell out of love with God? He said, I never fell out of love with Jesus. No. But if I can tell you, it is actually the fact is I never feared the Lord. And that little conversation sparked a great movement of the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit of the Lord started showing this man who I read his book the most crucial thing. Now, if there had been interventions because he's a big man, because he's so so and so, he doesn't need to be put into prison, he will never come to himself. He will never open the door. So, personally, sometimes I believe that people must be allowed to face their destiny. If you are truly a child of God, he will come down. For the Bible says all things work together for good to them that love God. If he was speaking and you never heard him, because he loves you, by all means, he will meet you at a very big, after all, prisons, what will you be doing? Lord, have mercy on me. You'll be crying and then he will come. But when there are human interventions and all of this, you're saying, I'm here, you because then the guy will be hardened more and would even find ways to defend themselves. If you are here tonight, may I ask you something? Never defend yourself when the thing is not correct. You just admit it. And God will help you. Okay, we are going to tonight's sermon, teaching service. Consistency in faith. Father, who are we? Accept your word, thy only word. Tonight, all of us, we come humbly before you. And we are asking that revelation, knowledge of your will concerning your word will be established in our hearts. And that through it, you will give us wisdom, understanding in all spiritual understanding in such a manner that the end results, dear Father, will be to walk worthy of you. This is what we want. We don't want to see ourselves 
being something else, when we are saying something else, when we are standing for something else. And so we pray that in this teaching service, our great Holy Spirit, you will teach us. And not only teaching us, but that your word will not fall to the ground. In the name of Jesus, let every heart be yours tonight. And let understanding come to every heart. This we ask for in Jesus' name. And everyone said, we thank God. Let me quickly um, repeat what I said. Well, as I study scripture, I have come to the conclusion that consistency in faith is a kind of exhortation that comes from God. God wants every child of his to be consistent. Now, there is a very big delusion which seems to have become very strong in our minds. In Colossians chapter 2 from 6 to 10, I just want to show us quickly something there. And then we take it from the Bible says, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him. Hallelujah. Did you hear that? Let's press on early. Rooted and built up in Him, and establish, establish in the faith. Establish in what? Hmm. As you have been taught, abounding in aid with thanksgiving. Beware. Beware, lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit. According to the traditions of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. Can I beg you to go and meditate on that scripture? We cannot be able to talk much about it, but there is a lot of insight that the Holy Spirit can give you. Amen. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And you what? Took note of that. You are what? Very good. Who is the head of all principality and power? Amen. Now, when you start the faith... In the verse number 6, there's something he says, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. I want you to know that when you receive Jesus, you have received him, you have changed. Praise the Lord. The change that takes place is not Kadan, kadan, fio, fio, kakra, kakra. It's not. So what Jesus you will notice that 
some of us are convention damage. It is today that it has become very flippant. But I know that many people who gave their house to the Lord in those days, you did not know much, but you knew that once you were in Christ, you couldn't sin. In those days, who, people who gave their hearts to the Lord, the change was so drastic that they were babies in Christ, but they fear they will not do certain things. But today, somebody can be born again for five years, can be in a ministry, can even be singing, and yet he will be singing like bathing with water. Something is not correct. And that is what I fear most. Fear the Lord. You see, he said, as you have therefore received, if you have received, you are being encouraged that you must walk in him. Hallelujah. Be very conscious that you are no longer what you used to be. You are a different person in Christ. And your desire is to be like him. So walk in him. Walk in him. I keep reminding us that probably some of us may think I'm joking. But you try it. Begin to talk to yourself. Whenever you are confronted and you don't know what to do. You, you just acknowledge that Lord you are in me. And just say this. Lord what, what shall we do in this situation? You will be shocked. You will begin to see how real the Lord is. Hallelujah. I keep reminding you. You put it to try. After all, what did the Bible say? No longer I live, but Christ Jesus lives in me. So if you want to practicalize it, by consistently making reference to him that you live in me. Therefore, Lord, what must we do? As soon as you say that by faith and you open up your heart, it will rise up in your heart what you should do. Simple, simple things. Sometimes when you are even confronted with an issue and you don't even know what to say, as soon as you come to yourself and say, Lord, this what shall I say? Instantly, sometimes you hear there is a very strong voice that will rise up in you. You say nothing. Praise the Lord. Let's start putting these things into practice. It will help our walk with the Lord. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus, so walk in Him. So walk in Him. The Bible is expecting when he says that be rooted and be grounded. He's simply saying that you have to walk like him. Hallelujah. Be rooted. Don't do otherwise. So there is room to say I can be like him. Be rooted and be grounded. Are you listening to me my dear brother? Sisters, you are also brothers. Are you listening to me? Be rooted. 
That is, consistency is starting from here. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus as the Lord, so walk in Him. Be rooted. He's saying, you haven't received Jesus for you to walk like you, but for you to walk like Him. So be consistent to that faith of yours that He now lives in me. That's why Paul by the Holy Ghost, simply we say such a thing that it is no longer I. Can we get there in the name of Jesus? It is no longer Dennis, but Christ lives in me. The life that I live, I live it by faith in the Son of God who died for me. My interest is dead. His interest is alive in me. Praise the Lord. When you get that revelation and that understanding becomes strong, you don't have any problem. You don't have any problem. You don't struggle with yes or no because you know who you are living for. Hallelujah. In the next verse, now, this I know can take some time. So I will just say a few things. Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit. One of the things majority of us are not very much aware of is the level of deception only to disrupt your flow and your growth and your walk with the Lord. So, People who have been in the faith for a long time. Sometimes when you are insisting on such things, they think you are insisting too much on it. These things we know. Beware. The devil, will, his, his aim is for you to water down everything. You believe, but I believe, but that's what Satan wants. On a side, the day, in Timing, and says, I say, Makwanka Crow. empty deceit. According to the traditions of men, sometimes we'll be going very well, and all of a sudden, Traditions of men that just to water down the word of God. It is not true. Whatever is true, whatever is righteous, hold on tight to it. Because you see, when the devil is coming to bring in deceit, he is not coming to bring in deceit gaining gaining by telling you that I have come to bring deceit. He makes it seem as if it is correct. I have found out. So sometimes you may have a course ahead of you. But Satan will let you see him know. Oh, but you come back to yourself and say, What does the word of God say? Let God be true. And let every man be a liar. So let's watch. The traditions of men are fighting against the faith.
Jesus in his days will say things like that. You use the traditions of men to water down the word of God. And one of the strongest things that undermine consistency in faith is tradition. We are used to it this way. We and Esau, people will not be happy. Hey! On the judgment day, who will be there to defend me? May you stay on course. Hallelujah. You know, brethren, we can only pray one prayer. Lord, give me understanding. Give me understanding and make my heart like a flint. If you like, ask God to open your eyes and ears and watch your own life. You will see that the progress that you are not making very fast, it's all due to traditions of men and the philosophies of men. If God be God, May we believe his word. Hallelujah. Like I said, there's so much to talk about here, but let me quickly jump because I have a few things to say. For in him dwells all the fullness of Godhead bodily. Ah. You know, when you have Jesus, you are full. In him. Praise ye the Lord. And that the best thing. You know where he started from. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus. So walk in him. Now verse 10 has come to the point. Where he is telling you that. And you are what? Complete in him. When Jesus saved us. He did not leave our leg to be unsafe. Neither did he leave our mouth to be unsafe. Neither did he leave our thinking to be unsaved. Spiritually, everything became complete in him. Shout hallelujah. That's what Jesus did. That is what Jesus did. We are complete in him. Now, when we believe these things, brethren, it will be, you see, test and see that the Lord is good. You, will, you yourself will testify that I'm making progress. You yourself. You don't need anybody else to give the testimony. You yourself will testify that I'm making progress. Because I'm complete in Him. Can we believe God that I'm complete in Him? Hallelujah. Now, these are things that we need to drive home. We need to walk in. We need to accept. When we do it, it will help us absolutely. And you are. And you are. When, as you have therefore received Christ Jesus, so walk in Him. And you are complete in Him. Complete. The salvation that Paul got at the junction of Damascus when he was brought down by the light is not different from when you walked to your seat and you were led. It's the same. The difference with your own and his own or my own and his 
own is the fact that the man accepted that I am complete in him. The things that I used to do, I do them no more. And the people were talking about the man that used to kill the church has come here. I remember when a certain brother had to stand on his behalf to introduce him. The people were still on their guard because they say, hey, this guy is a trickle. Because he's a very dangerous guy. So they came to the church, all right. The brother has stood up. He was giving a testimony, but they were tapping each other and say, Because we can't trust him. Because he had a letter of authority to come and deal with us. So when Jesus went to his disciples, Ananias, who was praying, and I pray that we pray, hallelujah. I pray that we pray. When Ananias, who was there praying, and I can tell you, people are not praying. They know that man must pray, but they are not praying. I pray that you pray. I love what I'm doing with, to my own life. I pray. I pray. If I have the time, I pray. And it's a good thing. Amen. After all, the Bible says that pray without season. When Ananias, in prayer, and that's also another good one, Jesus visited him in prayer. So when the Lord, when you pray a lot, one of these days you have a good visitation. When you are standing at a place you are gossiping, he won't come. And when you are praying, he will come. Hallelujah. So when the brother was praying, Jesus saw this one, he's already ready. He gave him a vision and then he said, My son, my servant, I want to send you to a guy by name Saul. Because he said, Lord, did you say Saul? He said, yes, I said Saul. He said, we already have circulated our notice that he is coming after us. He said, no, I have arrested him. He's one of us now. I can imagine that even it was the Lord saying, the brother will say, hey, I don't doubt you, but I will try. And he's the man who led him to, to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Eh? He's the man who, who said, hey, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you has appeared to me that I, I should come by that you may receive your sight. I can see something like as soon as he stood in front of me that you may receive your sight. Receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. The brother started speaking in tongues. Then he started a ministry and as soon as some brethren heard that they were going to church. They haven't heard what has happened. They went to church and as soon as they got there they said oh, we have a new brother. So we want him to give the exhortation. I'm saying huh? And the other will say, to my window, no, 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 where were you yet? We are not sure. Then we are scattered. But he gave a good exhortation. And the saints were happy. Praise the Lord. Fat Bible is sweet. Whenever you are having interactions with God in this matter, it's so sweet. It gets very excited. And so, brethren, we are complete in Him. Can we all say that we are complete in Him? 
Hallelujah. See, when we believe, it will help us a lot. When we believe that we are complete in Him, when we accept that we are complete in Him, when we, 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 we say that we no longer live for we, listen, <laughs> I know that our flesh, if you allow Him, if you allow him, he will tell you you are not complete. I don't mean, no, no, we are complete in him. Consistency in faith. Amen. Now, there's something interesting I saw from Revelations chapter 3, verse 14. You know, the, the message to the church in Laodicea. I mean, that's when I saw, and listen, that message was to the church. But that's when I saw that inconsistency is something the Lord hates. Praise the Lord. I want to read that quickly before we come to what you believe, say it. What you believe, stand for it. What you believe must be, it's, it must go with who you are. Hallelujah. And to the angel of the church of Laodicea, right. These things says amen the faithful and the true witness the beginning of the curation of God I know your works that you are neither cold or hot I could wish you were cold or hot so then because you are not because you are lukewarm and neither cold or hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say I am rich and have become wealthy and have no need of nothing and not no sorry no, I, I have need of nothing not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich and white garments that you may be clothed that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed and anoint your eye with eye salve that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice, and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. Amen. Verse 15. I know your works that you are neither, I know your works that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. Praise the Lord. Let's consider this very seriously. One of the things that the Lord never likes, 
majority of Christians found themselves in this. We are not hot. We are not cold. And he says that I prefer that if I came, I should see that you are completely hot or you are very cold. It's okay. It makes my research easier for me to account. God does not like, he has not two lines. Excuse me, he doesn't have three lines. Hot, hot, in between, and cold. He says, I don't have that. So I want you to be either hot or cold. What does that mean? God wants you to be very consistent in the faith in which you stand, or you are not. These are some of the things when you read, then you would have to sit down and make a decision. How you want to serve the Lord. Praise the Lord. Are you listening? You make a decision to say, I think I can't continue like this. I have to be very hot. And I, I have no doubt at all that when you find yourself in the lukewarm position, you get, get God angry. You get God angry. You get God angry. Or else he wouldn't say, I wish that you are either hot or cold. You see, God wants to see that this or these are my children and these are the unbelievers. Scripture we have read just says that we are complete in him. Hello? Yeah. Because we believe him, this thing is sharp, please. Because we believe him, we are complete in him. That's why I kept insisting right from the beginning. Maybe I'll stand at one place. That's why I kept insisting right from the beginning that we are complete in him. We must accept it is Christ at work in us, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. We must constantly hammer that. They say, you, you have to let this word of God become so strong in a manner that it will be easier. When anything comes up, you would quickly say, I can't bring myself down to this. Today I went for my mission work at Bema Camp. And I told them, the little children. I told them plain and straight. You, I spoke from Second Peter 1. Add to your faith. You cannot only stand on the fact that I have faith in the Lord. It doesn't do anything. You must add to it virtue. Praise the Lord. So the same way, what God is saying tonight to us is that Make a choice. And if I can say this to you, knowing who you are, not me, not, not, not me, but you knowing you, me knowing me, can I encourage you that tonight, it's not so spectacular, but make a decision.
Praise the Lord. I'm just going to be hot. I'm simply going to be hot. And I notice that when you decide to be hot with God, by way of consistency, you stand for what you believe, you pray, you study, you... you, When you decide to be like that, it's as if the Lord flips it at the other side that now this is you. Let's walk. Hallelujah. He does. So when the Lord appeared to this church, which I would say majority of our churches and all of us are in there, he was not happy. The happiness was from the fact that there is too much inconsistencies. So he begins to address the matter. Make a choice. Please, make a choice. The Lord is saying, make a choice. Either to be hot or cold, make a choice. But please, 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 in between is not correct. In my system, it doesn't work that way. Make a choice. I challenge us all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that we should make choices of such. Amen. In the next scripture, the Bible says, So then, because you are not, uh, sorry, so that because you are lukewarm, and then he repeats, and neither cold or hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Now, it means you were already in him. But because you are so inconsistent, you are not consistent in remaining in him and letting him flow out of you. He says, I'm throwing you out of me. I am let, it's like Job who had been swallowed up by the whirlwind and uh, by the, by the big fish saying that, Aah! and whenever you study Bible and you want to go to study about vomiting, you will notice that God seemed to have a detestable spirit towards the word vomiting. He doesn't like it. That's why he says that those of us, we take the thing and when we go back and then we, we, we go and misbehave, we are like the dog who ate the thing and threw it away. Praise the Lord. Are you listening? Brethren, I, I, I want to beg us. Let's decide what we want. This is individual decision. Nobody can make... There are certain things that no one else can do for no one. See? Because you are lukewarm. When we believe, as you have believed, or as you have received Christ Jesus, so walk in Him. When you believe, immediately you entered into Him. Now, if you are not consistent with the things that he loves, he says, I will vomit you out. So, it, we don't have any choice, dear ones. Praise the Lord. Then his mouth has to carry the message. But the truth is, 
God says we don't have any choice. We try to pamper believers. But God is very uncompromising when it comes to his expectation from his children. He's very uncompromising. If you're somebody who studies Bible, you will notice it. I told you the experience I had at the camp. A little break that we had. I was on my bed and the Lord just shot through to me and said, you know, when I give I come and I give you instructions. Even in the instructions that you have heard, in the course of life, if you do not consistently do it the way I want, you will have a shock of your life. Do you remember the prophet who had the word of God? God did not change his mind because he had accomplished 80% of the job. If it was me, human being, do you know we have this attitude of, oh, sad, you know, or yeah, yeah, I could see 80%. May we be consistent with God. Because He succeeded. Even the, the most serious one, when the chief, the king, stretched out his hand towards him, God made his hand become withered. And the man himself started crying. And he helped him. And then, everything was done. Go, don't go the same way you came. Just go. He says, it told me. Tommy Akeshi, Matashi Then the man comes. And he says, an angel. You know, sometimes, may I tell you this. When the enemy is coming to tempt us, listen carefully. Listen carefully. Today, I had some, somebody send me something. Somebody I respected very much. And I know few things have gone wrong. Not judging him. But few things went and I was very uncomfortable. Spoke to him. And I said, brother, you cannot convince me what you say God said. Because what you are saying is contrary to the scripture. And I told him, I respect him very much. And I told him, I said, you know something. We can all be spoken to. By the devil coming as an angel of light. And sometimes... It is very difficult. If you are not very careful, you might think it's God. A typical example I can give you. You remember the, girls, the girl that was following Paul? The message was excellent. 
the message was biblical. But the spirit. So, that's the reason for which it took many days. And Paul now to say, nah. Do you know what would have happened? He would have watered down. And they wouldn't be effective. So I said to this brother outside. He said, oh, I was praying. And the Lord said this to me for you. That is why I'm calling you. I listened. I was on my way to my evangelism. I decided not to mind because of two things. But later on, I just fired back. I said something to him. You and I have the privilege of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. And we must use these truths to settle matters. But I want to tell you that no matter how old you are, Peter's mouth was borrowed to speak until Jesus said, Satan has spoken. The girl led was behind those people with a different spirit until God intervened. So let's not go there and think that. As for me, Already some foundations are weak. I decided not to mind, but somehow I said pay adventure. I had an inside. I wasn't going to bother, but there was an inside indication. Maybe your word, maybe your caution. And then I spoke back. I want us to know that. It is good to be hot. Because you see, this walking, if you are not hot, and you are my especially in the day in which we live, does everybody understand the tree? So I can, if not, then I will stop. We need to be so committed to the Lord that we can smell. Because it is not as simple deception, traditions of men, philosophies of men, they are not simple. They are not. So we need to be hot to be able to descend. Hallelujah. Because you say, this is another thing, and I was blessed here. Because you say, I am rich, and I have become wealthy. Let me tell you something. You can become so comfortable in your following after God, you can become so comfortable that you may lose discernment. Hallelujah. You see what he said? He said, because you say, I am rich, I have become wealthy. All good blessings are from the Lord. And it is true. It could be that God has blessed you. But 
May that never get your head strong. I told you, remember I told you on, 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 on Sunday, when I got that revelation about why God used the word to Abraham, thy only son, whom you love. You remember I mentioned to you that the onlooker, which is God, who was looking at the time, who knew Abraham has loved him all the way through, now knows that Abraham's love has been shifted. So he was pointing it out clearly. Whom you love. Trying to tell you that something has gone wrong. Sacrifice him. But it was in the course of it that Abraham discovered that. Indeed. I must love him till the end. I am ready to let him go. And it was at that 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 statement came. Now I know. Now I know that you fear me. Praise the Lord. So, when the Bible says that, you are saying, listen, in this faith, eh, you can come to the level where you'll be very comfortable. And because of little comfort around you, umbushe, I hope you said it right. <laughs> you can come to the point where because of the way things are going on for you, I don't need you. May you never come to that point. No. You need your pastor. You need your friend. You need your brother. Hallelujah. He said, you have become wealthy. And have need of nothing. Do you know that when we get to the point where things are very comfortable, except you fear God, you may lose your salvation. The majority of us haven't gotten there, so we may not understand. Take it as a caution. Hallelujah. And do not know that you are wretched. Miserable, poor, blind, and naked. I read that portion and immediately I said, Lord, what do you mean? He said to me, you can be fine in the natural, but you can be wretched in the spirit. Naked and blind, your senses will cease, but naturally everything else will be so flowing that everybody else will say you are blessed of the Lord. Ah! Then the following scripture made it more clear. I counsel you to buy from me gold. As soon as I saw that, then I knew that the two things were at play. Your natural state and your spiritual state. Hallelujah. So, spiritual state can be precise only when we get back to God because God is the only one who can give a clean sheet at the spiritual state. Amen. So he said, I counsel you. Don't, you know, brethren, listen, let me tell you something. God is not, God wants us to do well. Honestly, he wants us to do well, naturally. He wants us to do well. But the biggest challenge is how 
do you balance it? And let me tell us, many people are not able to balance it. When people do well, very few people remain the same and pursue after spirit. When people do well, they become blind and arrogant. Spiritual things don't mean anything to them anymore. He cannot fast. He cannot wait on the Lord. There are more other important things to him than that. So he said, I counsel you to buy gold. And he wasn't talking gold, natural gold. Spiritual wealth. Hallelujah. Buy gold. Refined. In the fire. That you may be rich. Blessed are the poor. In spirit. Be hungry for God. No matter what you are doing. Because if we don't work we shouldn't eat. But may I tell you that. Be hungry in the spirit. And white garments. That you may be clothed. God is saying that when I lift my eyes up, may I see that you are standing clean. Hallelujah. You see, when you look at these people in the Old Testament, you remember, do you know that Abraham was one of the richest people ever lived? Very filthy rich. But the record about him is that for he was looking for a city and the builder and the country whose architect and builder is God. That means that the man, as much as he had everything going for him, he praised God for it, but I'm looking for something higher. May we get to that understanding. These are the revelations that the church of Jesus is missing. And therefore, when the Lord blesses most people, they, be, they backslide. But for you, may it never be so. Hallelujah. May, and then may we not miss it and have misunderstanding. May we have it very clear that it is the Lord I'm pursuing. Why would Moses leave Egypt when he is so close to the throne? Because the pleasures of this life cannot be compared to that which shall be revealed. So dear brother... May God bless you, but may I also say that in the blessing, seek God and his kingdom. And when all the other things have come to you, may you not turn and face the other things and make them protective. May you be committed to the Lord still. We remind ourselves with this truth so that we can always walk worthy of the Lord in Jesus' name. What can a man give in an exchange for his life? May you be consistent. See, that's why people start and they do very well. But in the course of life, they change. You can't count on them for any spirituality. Ha! But may we continue to be who we are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank, listen, to have it is good. May the Lord bless everyone. But have the spiritual. Buy from God. Gold. Refined gold. 
Your wisdom is deep. Your walking is worthy of the Lord. You walk by faith, not by sight. You depend solely on the Lord. As much as all is working out for your good. That should be the objective. Hallelujah. Then he says, that you may be clothed. That the shame of your nakedness. There are. It's possible that God is seeing some people naked. And yet here they think they are fine. May the consistency of our faith bring us to this level of understanding. That nakedness may not be revealed. And anoint your eyes. Or anoint your eyes with eye self. Meaning that spiritually you must see. Praise the Lord. Listen, dear ones, may we see spiritually. May we be very acquainted with the spiritual life. Amen. Amen. May we be very, very acquainted. May there be such a balance of our lives. So that nothing will separate us from the love of God. Hallelujah. You know how beautiful it will be for each one of us to be growing in grace. You're doing well, but nothing is controlling you except the Holy Spirit. And you are even ready to sacrifice. Anybody who loves his love life more than Jesus, the Bible says that you are not worthy. To be my disciple. May I love Jesus more and more. May you love Jesus more and more. May he saturate our hearts. May we just. It is Jesus and Jesus all the way. Praise the Lord. As many as I love. I rebuke and chasten. Therefore be zealous and repent. Now let me just spend a little time here. If you come to church and God cannot speak to you to hear, begin to pray. Are you listening? I want, I want to be very, very... I, I, I don't want to come to church and just go like that. I want that when I'm sitting, I'm seeing beyond. Lord, you are mentioning a matter here. You are dealing with this situation. I thank you. Even if my mouth is not moving, my heart is talking. That is what must actually happen to any sincere child of God. Praise the Lord. But you don't fight back. You don't fight back. May none of us fight back. When God has... Because he's trying to say, because I love the Laodicean church, that's why I'm telling them. So that they can be zealous. Uh, you, see, you see how he used the word? Be zealous to repent. This thing can finish you so quickly now that you have heard it. 
repent quickly. And I pray that any time you have any opportunity in hearing something that is bringing to memory some things, sit in your seat, dear ones, and just pray to God and ask for forgiveness. Because after all, He hears and He will always honor that. Amen. Consistency. Matthew chapter 5. Verse 33. Again I say, again you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not Answer falsely, but perform your oath to the Lord. Continue. But I say to you, do not swear at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by earth, for it is his footstool, nor by Jerusalem. For it is the city, it is the city of the great king. Nor shall you swear by your head, because you cannot make one hair white or black. Now read this one for me. One, two. Consistency also means be a man of your word. Let me be a man of my word. Amen. When people want to convince you, sometimes they present the case in a way that you may think that it only force you. Don't ever behave like that. If you are saying something to somebody, just say it. Believe it. Act on that. Anything beyond that is evil. Praise the Lord. See what the Bible says. But let your yes be yes. And your no, no. For whatever is more than these is from who? So what God is saying to us is when you believe you speak, so be it. The people of old had a lot of serious commitment to what they say. And I pray that the Lord will baptize us into this thing in Jesus' name. You remember an unbelieving king who was celebrating his birthday. And a young lady comes to dance. And it pleases him so much. And he stands there whether he was half booze or not. He says, now you can ask anything that you want. And I will give you even to the tune of half of my kingdom. And the girl leaves.
me go and ask my mother. Something that the king will never do. Touch not my honor because he knew that he was a man of God. He can imprison him, but to kill him, he hadn't reached the stage. The mother says, it's John the Baptist who is trying to undermine the relationship between me and the king. So, go and ask for his head. Something that devastated the king. Something that he would not do. But he said, once it came out of my mouth, my father used to say, my word is my bone. In those days, my word is my bone. Every believer must trust God. And maybe we have made mistakes before. But we have come to the light. Your word must be your bone. So you give a promise, stay with your promise. Hallelujah. Unless you discover that I said it, but it is wrong. In Christ Jesus is allowed. You can repent. Once it is right, even our Father, He promised them that no one would, from your lineage, will cease to become a chief. chief. I will make sure, because of what Phinehas has done. By the time it got to Eli, and Eli has misbehaved, God said, I said it, but I've changed my mind. So, you can be committed to something. But when it comes, you discover that it's not true. Be humble enough to let down the curtain. Praise the Lord. It is safe for you. So what I'm saying is not, I'm not trying to say that don't. But what we need to do is we need now to be very committed to the things we believe. Praise the Lord. Is there any after the 37? You have heard and it was said. An eye for an eye. No, it's okay. But let me quickly wrap up by saying this. I've been thinking about what made these people unique. Their consistency in faith that we could learn from them is so tremendous. I'm talking about the three Hebrew boys. You know, the the first stage started with the food, the selection to be part of Nebuchadnezzar's selected few. And because of what they have already been taught and they knew, you don't eat anything, you don't bow to nothing, we will not do anything against our God. No, 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 no. And then they say, give us leaves and water. That's the first stage. But I want us to, why I bring this in is that I want each one of us to note that, brother, don't be ignorant. As long as Christ hasn't come, as long as we have not been called home, as long as we are in this temple, in this tent, let me tell you, whether you like it or not, there would always be a temptation. This is the reason why what we are studying is so important. That we may, we, may, we may have it very tight to our faith. Because you see, very soon, 
your time of temptation will come. Praise the Lord. I have observed that as long as we live in this life, Papa, we will never stop being tempted. Only to prove whether we will stay with our weight. Only to prove whether we will give Satan the chance. Only for Satan to accuse God that these that you think, if we are a sweet woman, you see, that's what he's looking for. Now, these brethren, they, re, they, they did well in the first stage. But I noticed that as long as they were in the world, they were being tempted. And then the temptations, it looks like as if stage one, when it gets to stage four, it becomes tough. So when the brothers pass the first one, which I want to say, whenever you pass temptation, never think you are okay because another one is coming. Praise the Lord. So consistency is very crucial. Now we'll be going to chapter 3. But let me say the matter here in chapter 3 verse 18 I think. Yeah. Verse 16 verse. Let me tell you what they did. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said, we, we know the story. If you don't know the story, you go back home, go and read. Amen. And Abednego answered and said to the king, O king Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you this matter. Now, that statement is forever a powerful statement. No concessions that you are going to give to us to let us change our mind. That is consistency. We have no need. May I ask you? You see, this is the comparisons we need to be drawing now. As the end of age draws closer to us. Do you think that you can see fire coming that close? And then you can make a statement like this. I don't have to consider you. If How many of us in today's Holy Ghost people will do that? But God says it's possible. And I say it's possible by His grace. We don't need to consider that. We don't need to answer you in this matter. Those who came to tell you that we didn't bow, they were right. We did not bow. And we are not ready to change our minds because we are standing in front of you. In fact, we don't need to answer you. So you do whatever you want to do. And I'm asking, what kind of consistency is that? They are so committed. They are so committed. So verse 17, early 17. If that is the case, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fairy furnace. There's something I want to tell you. There should never be any occasion. Let's learn something from these folks. God is big today. He is big forevermore. No matter the situation. 
If only you would accept that. They gave God the chance to perform. They did not want to manipulate God. Lord, we want to prove your name to these people. So do something by all means. No. They respected God too much. Rather, they told the man, the onlooker, and said, we have a testimony about about our God. There is nothing impossible. See, let me tell you, if you really want to walk with God, you must always learn to give God a chance. And one of the things I have found in our generation is that we dictate to God too much. Let me tell you, brother, nobody cancels God. Just trust Him and say, let your will be done. Praise the Lord. We have come to the point we dictate to God too much. They said, we believe you. Whether we will die or we won't die, we believe you. But we know that your will can be done. So they said, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fire. He will deliver us from your hands. Oh, King, He will do that. Did you notice they didn't talk to God? They had so much faith in Him, but they talked to the individual. I've learned a few things and it has always worked for me. I believe Him. But you, do you believe Him? I, I, I dialogue with people. So now, But, if not, can I ask you, today's believer, if you were standing there and the brother said, if not, another brother will say, it means doubt. True or false? No, 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 you have to be positive. Unim Bible, now you have to be positive. You see, there are a lot of things we do and say that are not correct. But let's go back to Bible so we can understand the way they approach God. Those people reverence God. They respected God so much that they never wanted to give any occasion to sin. So they told the man that, listen, God is able to deliver us. But let us tell you that even if he decides not Your option is no option. I pray that this consistency would fall on our hearts in Jesus' name. Lord, do it for us. That we, that we do not serve your gods, nor will worship your gold image which you have set up. And Bukadnezer was, I can see the fury of the man, was full of fury. And the expression on his face changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He spoke and commanded the heat, and commanded the heat, the finance, seven times more than it was usually heated. When you are very consistent sometimes, 
I wonder how you see the thing beam. And you can see it. May we begin to walk by faith and not by sight. They were so determined to stay on course. The thing was heated. They didn't care. They allowed themselves to be thrown in. And the Lord delivered them. I conclude with this. I don't know some of the things that comes to sweep you off your feet. But have this approach. Which we can derive from what we have read. Peter said it in a beautiful way. And I have mentioned Satan's aim is to make us not to be consistent. First Peter chapter 5 verse 8 and 9. I, I conclude with that quickly. I conclude with that. And I want you to look at this carefully. Be sober. Each one of us must be sober. Praise the Lord. And must be vigilant. In other words, be very alert. Be very alert. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a rolling lion, seeking whom he may devour. But the verse 9 that I close with says, Do what? Anytime you have the word of God very clear on a situation, stand on it. Do you remember that that's what they did? They stood on that. Resist him. And then the Bible says, steadfast in the faith. Knowing that the same suffering are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Listen, I close by saying, once you know a certain truth, don't let anything change your mind. Once you know a certain truth, no matter how the thing changes to appear, stand by the same. And you will see the glory of God. Shall we stand to pray? Consistency in faith. Consistency in faith in the name of Jesus. Consistency in faith, Heavenly Father. You know each one of us here tonight. You know those of us who have disappointed you. You know those of us who have even fallen flat and we don't even know. You know those of us who are struggling. And you know those, oh God, who get confused. Please, by the entrance of your word, let light come unto our hearts one more time. Let the knowledge of your will be established tonight in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord, for every one of us as we stand in your holy presence. The Lord, from this moment, 
will be consistent. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Let none of us, let none of us be vomited out of you. But that we hold on tight, knowing in whom we have believed, that you are able to establish us. Therefore, I pray the Lord, with whatever we were able to take into the storehouse of the heart, may you be glorified. In the name of Jesus, Lord, if it's even sickness against any of us, but your expectation is that we should believe you to be healed, I pray in the name of Jesus that faith will be released to be consistent. If it is a challenge, money, whatever it is, Lord, may we be made strong in the name of Jesus. Those of us who are battling with the world, whether to find the solution by this option or that option, Lord, we let it down tonight. And say, may you be glorified. Having heard your word, I pray that each one of us will come to the full understanding and trust you till the end. Because